Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast with me, Juliette Corbett. As an executive coach and strategy advisor, I guide senior leaders in the world of education to find their strategic focus, empower their teams and regain control over their time, helping them to go from exhausted to strategic. On this podcast, I share the ideas and tips that I've developed over the years to help the leaders that I've worked with one-to-one so I can help you to focus on your priorities and achieve your goals with confidence and ease. And this week, I want to dive into a little bit about why coaching works. One of the things that we know is growing in the educational sphere, and in fact, across all areas of life, is the growth of coaching and a real recognition that it can have really positive benefits for both the individual leaders who are receiving executive coaching and for those who they lead as well. So on this episode, I wanted to dive into the five reasons why coaching works. Now, I didn't Google this. I didn't think about what other people, other coaches say about this. I developed these five areas about why coaching works from my own personal experience working with coaches myself. I've worked with three coaches during my career very early on as I stepped up into my first fundraising leadership role. I had a fundraising coach. More recently, I had an executive coach helping me with the dynamics of leadership within organisations. And then at the moment, and for the last couple of years, actually, I have a business coach who coaches me on mindset and things like that, but also really specifically has experience in building a business as well. So coaches me on that too. And each of those coaches have served me in a different way. At different points in my careers, I've needed different things. But when it works well, What all of them have done is achieve these five things, which I'm going to talk through today, which is basically the core of why coaching works. So the first thing is it helps you to get out of your head. All of us live our lives through our thoughts. And what I mean by that is we are interpreting what is happening around us, both what other people are saying, what other people are doing. We're interpreting the way our own body feels and the way that we feel we are performing at work. All of it gets filtered through our mind, which generates thoughts around each of these things. And one of the biggest insights that I've had that's emerged slowly through my career 
is that our thoughts don't always give us a great handle on what's actually going on in the real world. They can lie to us, and sometimes very convincingly. So for example, back in the early days of my career, I could have gone into a meeting with one of my peers, so a leader, but in a different sphere in the organisation, and I could have had interactions with that person and then left that meeting and really thought to myself, gosh, I didn't articulate what I wanted to articulate. I didn't get my my expertise across to this other individual. And as a result, I didn't get what I needed to happen out of that meeting. And I'm thinking in my head, they think I'm worthless. They think I don't know what I'm doing. They didn't, they don't value my input as one of their peers in the leadership team. And I can feel pretty depressed and pretty down about that potentially for the rest of the day, potentially even if it's really bad, you know, for a number of days after that. What I came to realise was the reality of what actually happened in that meeting and what that other person was thinking could be completely different from my set of thoughts. They could come away realising that actually I do have something to contribute, I do have a unique perspective, but in this particular instance, they weren't able to or weren't willing to give me what I needed in terms of shifts and changes with the way their team was working. That's what I interpreted as them not valuing me, but actually they could value me immensely and the role that I play within the leadership team. And I started to realise with the help of my coaches that what goes on in my head is not the same as what is real. So one of the great ways that coaching can help is it helps us to get out of our heads. It helps us to express things externally to somebody else in a confidential manner to someone who understands the type of environment in which we work and the type of role which we have in that environment and helps us to to really just get out of just a thought process which can be quite circular and get it out there into the world in a confidential safe way. So that's the first thing that coaching does. The second reason that coaching works is because when you've done that you've got your thoughts out of your head to a, to a trusted um, advisor what often happens is that we realise that we're normal. A lot of us can go through our career feeling that we are different to everybody else, we're an imposter in our role, that we don't that what we're feeling is not normal. Other leaders don't feel this way. The reality is that most of what you feel is very likely to be very similar <laughs> to what most other leaders felt at different points in their career and may indeed still be feeling and thinking now. So the second reason that coaching works is because it can give you some camaraderie, some sense of getting your thoughts out of your head to a trusted advisor who is in most circumstances going to be honestly able to re- reflect back to you, that's okay, that's normal, it's fine to feel that way. Maybe they would share, I feel the same way now, or I felt the same way in the past. And that is an enormous relief. And in actual fact, a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome, though it's quite a fashionable thing to be talking about. I think this is one of the biggest steps towards beating that imposter syndrome is just to understand that what you are feeling is entirely normal. The third reason that coaching works is because as you get all those thoughts out of your head, not only is a coach able to reflect back to you, that's okay, that you feel that way, that you think that way, but what a good coach can do is shine a light on the patterns and the connections between all the different things that you're sharing. And quite often when 
I'm the coach and someone sharing with me, what I find is that they do a bit of a brain dump towards the beginning of the session. It's, oh, this happened and this happened and this is going on and I feel like this. And then at some point, some of them, not all, but some will then say, oh, I'm so sorry, this is really unstructured. I'm just dumping everything on you. You know, I, I didn't have the time to structure this, this in advance of our session. And my response to all that is always, that's what this is for. This is a session to enable you to put some structure around what you're feeling, to find the patterns and the connections. And that it's almost inevitable that at least some sessions will involve some form of brain dump, some form of getting it all off your chest and getting it out there to the other person that you trust. And what's really helpful is if you can work with a coach who is able to shine a light on those patterns and connections, it helps you to generate your own insights. Now, what I found when I'm coaching people is that sometimes those patterns are in their behaviour or in their thoughts, things that are that are recurring in things that they're sharing with me, maybe this session compared to previous sessions. And all coaches should be looking for that kind of thing. And then and then gently, carefully, in a very constructive way, shining a light on that in the way that the, that the coachee can, can explore it. What I also find comes immediately to my mind when I'm coaching people is I can see the systems in which they're working and utilise systems thinking and strategic thinking to look for patterns and connections, not just in their behaviours and thoughts, but also in the environment in which they're working. Now, some coaches will do that as well. It's not just me that does that. But I find that when I'm working with people, because that's the way my thought pattern works, that's what I tend to reflect back to people. So, for example, that might be a head working with their senior leadership team and certain things are happening that enable me to see, ah, okay, there's a dynamic that's going on in that leadership team, or there's a a systems thinking insight into why this is happening. Potentially, it's linked to other things that we've talked about in previous in the session on previous, previous occasions. And a good coach will be able to shine a light on those patterns and connections and help you as the coachee to create more patterns and connections. It's a co-creation experience. So that's one of the reasons that coaching works. That's number three. Moving on to number four, a good coach provides another perspective. Now, this is something where my thinking has really evolved over time. I used to think that coaching was all about asking powerful questions and that a coach wouldn't or indeed shouldn't, in inverted commas, I don't like using the word should, but a coach shouldn't then share advice on how the coachee should should act or should or next steps they could take. And my thinking has refined around this because just asking powerful questions, to be completely honest, is a bit of a slow way to get to a positive outcome, a positive impact on the coachee. The way I've come to think about this is that a good coach is able to provide another perspective on the things that the coachee is sharing And I describe that as I share how the world looks to me. I never give advice. I'm not trying to tell somebody what to do or what to think. But I might say, well, from my perspective, this is how it looks to me. And I might then reflect on something that they've told me about perhaps using those patterns and connections I spoke about in the previous point. So I'm creating another perspective by sharing how the world looks to me. And that might include brief short stories about things that I've experienced in my career, ways that I've 
understood how the world works. That might be to do with different elements of power dynamics, different elements of how um, inequality works in in society and in organisations still, and how we can think about those things and overcome them proactively. Just giving somebody another perspective, another way of thinking, another kind of angle on the challenges that they're, they're working through. And the key there is not that the coach is giving advice, but instead the coach is giving another perspective that enables the coachee to generate new insights. And this is what we're looking for. We're looking for the person who's being coached, being able to see things from a new perspective, have new kind of aha moments that may come fully formed, but more often come as that's interesting. There's an, I've got an inkling that there's some truth in that. Haven't quite figured it out. I'm going to go away and do some thinking around that before our next session. And then over time, that little inkling that maybe there's something true in there develops into a fresh new insight. And then finally, the fifth reason why coaching works is when there's a focus on action. A lot of a coaching session is free-flowing conversation, which a good coach will structure, but it's often structured behind the scenes. For the coachee, it often feels like it's just a a dialogue, a a free-flowing dialogue going in various different directions. But it has to end with some sense of action. And not being overwhelmed by 15 action points you're going to complete by the next session, but instead self-identifying the couple of things you're going to do before the next session, depending on the time frame between that. If it's, if it's a month away, that might be a couple of relatively big things you might want to work on. If the time frame is much shorter, then obviously it'll be a couple of slightly smaller things. But the important thing here is that the person who's being coached generates those actions. Again, you don't tell anybody what to do. You can't tell an executive leader what to do. They, they know what they want to do next. The insights generate the next actions. And then the second part of that is If there isn't an obvious action, sometimes the action is I'm going to think on this. Sometimes in one of the coaching sessions that I run, sometimes someone will say, there is so much there. I just need some time to unpack all of that. Step away, reflect, and I'll come back to you next time and we'll see what's stuck with me. Basically, what's lodged in my head and I couldn't stop thinking about it between the sessions or what got hidden away and I didn't really realise it was helpful until suddenly... I was in a meeting, I was in a moment in time where I needed that piece of advice and it suddenly popped into my head. Oh yeah, Juliet was talking about this thing. I wonder if it will work in this circumstance. I gave it a try. This was the result. Either did or didn't work, doesn't matter. But there was some kind of learning from that process. So sometimes the action is I'm going to ponder, reflect, sit in this new insight or this new inkling that something might be true. And then in the next session, it's more geared around continuing the conversation, which then may hopefully result in a slightly more concrete action after the following session. So I'm sure that you can Google, I'm sure there are probably about millions of blog posts out there about why coaching works. That's what it feels like to me. That is why coaching has worked for me with the three coaches that I've used at different stages of my career. And it's why coaching works for the people that I coach as well. And what all of these things are based on is one key foundational issue, and that is the critical importance of trust between the coach and the coachee. It matters both ways, but the most important part of that relationship is that coachee genuinely and deeply trusts their coach. 
to be able to share vulnerabilities with that coach, to be able to know that that information is not going to go any further. So there were two parts to that, which actually were slightly missing or at least not fully foundationally established in my very first coaching relationship with the first coach that I had very beginning of my career. And it always led to that that relationship never quite reaching its full potential in terms of the impact that it had on me because some of this was a little bit hazy. The first thing is confidentiality has to be fully understood by everybody involved. So the way that I do that is by making very clear that everything that an individual shares with me is entirely confidential, even if I'm working with other parts of that same school. So if I'm working with a head and one or more of their leaders, there's like a confidential firewall basically around each of those relationships between me and the person I'm coaching. And that's understood by everybody and how that would work. And then the second part of trust is to be really deep trust. You have to actually like the person that you're talking to. So I strongly believe that every leader needs to choose their own coach. And some of that can be based on intuition. You're going to be spending quite a lot of time talking to a coach. And so it needs to be someone that you like, someone that you enjoy spending time with, someone you respect. So you respect what it is that the comments that they have to make as well. And you can't second guess any of that. That just has to be based on gut instinct and intuition. So to make sure that foundation of trust is there, there are many other things that you have to do. But the two really important things are you have to choose your coach and really trust your intuition as you're choosing them. And secondly, make sure that you really understand how the confidentiality um, is operating within your relationship between yourself and your, your coach, especially if there are other ways that same individual is working with other parts of your school. So hopefully that's been helpful talking about why coaching works. Maybe this has triggered you to think that you could benefit from having a coach. Maybe you've had one in the past and it's been beneficial and you're coming up to a different stage in your leadership journey. Or maybe you've never had the opportunity to work with a coach and you'd like to explore what might that might look like. Do reach out and contact me if you think I'm the right person. If I'm not, trust your instinct. Contact someone else who might be the right person. But I do really encourage all leaders to occasionally, you don't have to have it constantly, but occasionally working with a coach can really help to up-level your leadership abilities and enable you to really thrive in that job rather than just surviving from one meeting to the next. My contact details are all in the episode notes. So if you'd like to have a conversation, just reach out to me. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. And don't forget that if we're expecting ourselves to think strategically, we all need to be generating the space to breathe, the time to learn and the courage to adapt. Have a great week. I'll talk to you again next time.